Harness Racing, Victoria Wide. RSN 927 is Talking Trots. Welcome, uh, listeners, to RSN 927 are Talking Trots early on this Saturday morning and a ripper Saturday morning. It is Group 1 Racing at Tabcourt Park Mountain tonight. Three of them, I reckon, Blake Redner, as I welcome you into the show. Yep, that's uh, that's Three. very true. Election Day as well, so it's a big day for Australia. Have you... Uh... We're not allowed to discuss who you voted for, obviously, but did you no, pre-poll? We or, can if we want or, to. Who's no, going to stop I, us? I don't think that's that's tasteful. Um, I haven't voted, no. But you uh, have, you're going to do it today? Yes, I will. I think, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on who you vote for, because I don't particularly vote either way, but the election's already over. Paul Pork made a good thing of it, didn't he? Well, <laughs> some might say that. Um, be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, did you Just quickly, before we get stuck into harness racing, you, you do like to punt a novelty market. Did, did you uh, play into it at any stage? No, I haven't. But I think, uh, look, without overly politicising the show, I think Tony Abbott's in a lot of bother. I think he was, he might have been a dollar sixty to retain his seat after his dollar uh, fifty five. He got down to yeah after his antics on Twitter during the week. I suspect he's probably in a lot of bother. It was almost like you can be lured out of the um, lured out of the hole, can't you? He just, just had to say nothing really. But uh, yeah. um, harness racing, yes. What's been first, and then we'll get to what's to come, particularly tonight at headquarters in the second half of the show. Pelosi's actions speak louder than words. You don't want to over-politicise the show, but a little bit of Nancy Pelosi here, the um, the arch-rival of Donald Trump and the Speaker of the House in the United States, but also the Australian pacing gold winner for the two-year-old fillies at Albion Park last weekend. Yeah, yep. Uh, she, was, uh, she was enormous, and I think one of the stories, probably two great stories from the weekend, we'll get to the other one. Shortly, but she was certainly one of those Pelosi, Frana Woodmansey, uh, John Kremen driving. Um, he's had, you know, the odd handy horse, I'd say, over the last few years in, in Queensland, John Kremen, but he said Did clearly... Huey Green for a short time. Yes, Huey Green, uh, one of those. He said clearly the best uh, filly he's driven and maybe even been the best horse he's driven. So I think the way she won the race and, and, and beat the Victorian filly suggests that she's pretty good. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, how long she can sort of maintain the rage and similar to the next horse we'll talk about being an early season or mid-season two-year-old, whether they can capitalise as we get towards the back end. The horse that you do refer to won the, the other Australian pacing gold final. You're just getting up the uh, the prices there. Sally Stegel into a dollar <laughs> 45 for Warringa. Um, Nitro hits turbocharged to take second group one. Where does he sit in the pantheon of, of uh, two-year-olds in the last 10 or 15 years, or is it too early to say, even though he has won the Bathurst gold crown in the Australian pacing gold? Yeah, no, he certainly... Uh, Look, personally, I'd say there's probably not been many have better seasons, necessarily. Uh, winning two of the, the key features for the season is about as good as, I think, any two-year-old's gone. Maybe maybe Princess Tiffany or... Um, I'll, I'll follow the stars, for this, obviously. Follow the, yeah, well, that's going back, what, seven years now? Oh, sorry. Six I didn't, or I, seven years. I, I, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say if he can capitalise and win a, you know, a Vic Bread or a or a, a Breeders' Crown, then he will become sort of the, the clear top of the tree. But at this stage, he's as good as we've probably seen in the last little while, the last five or six years. And, um, yeah, it, it's a little bit hard to tell exactly how good he is, but his electric gate speed is clearly very important, and he has a few weapons. So um, it's certainly not the end of his season yet. He doesn't look to pace... I mean, he's a, he, he looks like an absolute jet uh, in, the, you know, just... Just the uh, the aesthetics of him, but he doesn't pace because I think he's got little back niggling back issues. It doesn't look like he paces sensationally well. It almost makes you think if they can 100% get him right, there's no guarantee that they can, but if they can 100% get him right, and if anybody can, then Team Lee Craven will. 
or Team Leap in particular on this occasion, Marg training and Jason driving, you wondered just how, how good he actually could be because he looked like he was just hopping and skipping a little bit around uh, Albion Park and he was still able to run such unbelievable time. Yeah, and, and that's probably going to be uh, the issue going forward. You've obviously spoken to the camp a little bit and, and he clearly is not 100% sound all the time mm. um, and, and whether they can get on top of that and um, sort of manage it through his career is going to be important, but he's already done his job, hasn't he? He's more than paid for his purchase price and, uh, and you know, he's... Uh, He's won two of the the big features already. I've just been uh, I've just been doing a bit of your work. I haven't actually spoken to the camp. Oh. I'm just just playing around the edges and uh, and reading a few things and listening to a few things. Frenchman finds Group Two success with problem trials. Not Emmanuel Macron. We're not going to stick to to politics any longer. This is Benjamin Aubron with Jebec in the New South Wales. Uh, do you know what a Jebec is? No, I should have looked that up. I was mm. thinking about it actually. You do. You have obviously. I had a quick look. Yeah. Clue. Nothing to do with France, really. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't it? think so. Might, but I don't think so. What is your bank? It's a it's a Mediterranean sailing ship. Used to sort of just carry the goods. Oh yeah. Through the Mediterranean. Certainly carried the goods at Tabcourt Park, Manangle. That's true. Winning the uh, the New South Wales Trotters Derby. It was a massive win. Um, some conjecture we spoke about on in the gig, as a matter of fact, during the week that potentially he deserved the uh, the invite to the Harness Jewels because you know it, it, it's almost got to the point in some circles where it's a little bit of an elimination race. We saw that with Majestic Player defeating Drop the Hammer the previous week. Drop the Hammer. Um, Drop the Hammer. But uh, on this occasion, all cashed up sort of. Has that obviously done more over the journey and and pretty much had the place secured? You comfortable with it? Oh yeah, yes ish. I mean. I don't know if they had the option. Obviously, both owned by Abbey Dam Farms. They might have had the option after the race and decided that all cashed up was their horse. But, um, well, in fact, they would have had the option, I I strongly suspect, you because think. why couldn't they take whichever horse they like? Uh, but, look, the way that all, cash up, all cashed up had to work through the early stages over the 2,400 metres, clearly his run was outstanding. And, and he probably has done enough over the journey, I guess, given his, his two or three starts prior. But at the same time... Uh, Speck just went past him like he was standing still. It's a big win. It was a big, big win, and um, um, clearly the story of the weekend, or, or at least equal with Adam Wood Manzi for Ben Albron, who came here as a Monty rider, yeah, and he's now training horses and has pretty much given up driving in the cart. And for Jack McKinnon, who's a, a young Kiwi who's had limited experience over there, six winners in in his homeland to come here, and I think it was his second winner in Australia to win a Group Two is, you know, incredible. Come here from Europe and we'll look after you pretty much in... Uh, or New Zealand. Or New Zealand with Jack McKinnon. But um, you sometimes say I overdid a Kima Frenning story, but I saw that your eyes really light up over Ben O'Brien. <laughs> so that's, that's really interesting. Uh, you're still looking up Jebec, which I think is particularly interesting, given that you've already told us what it is. But uh, the fourth point of the five, Queen B hits Control-C slash Control-V in Angelique Club. And just for the uninitiated, because I know everyone should know what Control-C, Control-V means, but that's, of course... Your copy and paste mechanism on most yes. uh, on most computers uh, these days. Berisari winning her third Angelique Club pace, and it was a monstrous win, second fastest time in the history of the race behind the Orange Agent. And I think we can both agree that the Orange Agent, if she'd stayed sound, would have been competitive with uh, the boys at the absolute top level. The way she was going, uh, she's just been a marvel, Berisari. Yeah, I, I, the fact that she keeps coming back year after year, and, and she's had issues. I don't think she's been the soundest horse of all time, but she's just continued to front up each season. Um, look, obviously she had some favours with the barrier draw, but you're right, she did have to run along in front and, and keep them running, but um, it certainly didn't diminish her uh, her final stretch burst because 
she she sort of put paid to tell me tales pretty quickly and then makes every sense. Couldn't get past her after looking like travelling on the home home bend and probably travelling the winner makes every sense. So uh, it was uh, it was an excellent win. She sort of put the riding on the wall in the make mine, Cullen, and now her job tonight is to try and uh, annex the Triple Crown just in different years. Uh, and she would become the most successful Triple Crown participant of all time. She's not already. She's equal. F- she's got four wins, okay. and Mate Mine Cullen's got four wins throughout those three races over the years. But she would go to five, which would be an extraordinary, I guess, um, reward really for her uh, sustained excellence over the years. The final point is Margita. Grips on in thrilling home grey and classic. Now she she was supposed to win because of the draw, but in the end she won because she was the best horse. Well. Certainly on the night she was the best horse in the race. She did all the work and got the job done. Yeah, yeah. She had to sort of chase that tearaway leader. Um, and and as you say, she was able to grip on from two pretty smart fillies in LSK and Artemidi. Artemidi sort of ducked in a couple of times uh, midway through the straight run and uh, or midway up the straight. And not saying she cost herself victory, but she certainly would have... Uh, would have made a real race of it if she went straight. Well, she would have won the race, actually, if she went straight. But take nothing away from Margita. Um, she's a good filly as well, and they're gonna uh, that form will stand up, I suspect, through the latter part of the year. I was just about to ask you, this is now the, the big question. It's almost the old, uh, not quite, but almost the old sand-down guineas in the thoroughbreds, and will will they be stars going forward? Because they often look like they're stars, you know, performing well in these homegrown classic races. Then when the, the, the big races come around, the big bread super series and the breeders' crowns, they don't measure up, but you reckon they will? They'll all be competitive. Uh, will one of them win the Vic bread? I reckon it'll be just a bit below. Yeah, I disagree with that. Okay, well, that's good. That's, they'll be in the finish that's somewhere. Great. We've yeah. just locked wheels. That's terrific. We've just locked wheels. <laughs> um, uh, Got some runs for us to run, follow? Runs of the week. Um... You can take one vote. Uh, well, there's one that I wanted to give three votes to, to be honest. Well, you can give three votes straight up if you like. <laughs> That'd be ruining the, the whole okay. basis of the program. Absolutely not. I want you to have three votes. Go for it. Okay, well, we're going to work backwards here. Three votes for Sonny Brook, uh, who made a big mistake at uh, at Maribyrn during the week. Somehow managed to tack on, go around them, and uh, even sort of as they hit the line, it was still still chasing down the leader. So I think Sonny Brook will win next start. All right, I'm going to go a little bit, uh, a little further away from home. I'm going to go to Tabcorp Park, Manangle in the same race, won by Jebek, and there was a horse yes. absolutely steaming home. Could have got three votes. All the muscles. All um, the good. And it's just amazing. I'll, I'll give Manangle one thing. When the new, particularly when the trotters go around and they hit top gear down that straight, for some reason they look like they're running down a well. It's, they look like they're going 1,000 miles an hour. They look, you know what they look like? Genuine square gators. For some reason, they all seem to have a similar action where they're going real wide, but, and but it just looks. And they look like spiders. Uh, yeah. We saw it. We've seen it from Sassy Pants and a trolling in a couple of races. Pretty majestic in the Oaks, I reckon. There last yeah. year, even last week in the Oaks, Royal Charlotte looked like she was going. It just looked astonishing how yep. quick she was going, and all the muscles looked like he was going to break down. He looked like he was going that quick; he was just going to run through a fence. Yeah. So uh, he's my two votes. I'll leave you with the one. Heaven in Loxley. Um, this will be the the ire of many punters, given he sort of teased them a couple of times when he's been well backed, but they backed him again, and he was too strong at Shepparton during the week. He is, as a matter of fact, a from the same family, a half brother to Beale Street, who went around and okay. ran second. You know, that home. was that'll be a good form race. Yeah, it will. What the ta? Uh, what does that mean, what the ta? I have oh. no idea. Are we absolutely sure it's ta? Is it two? I don't know. Ta? Two? I don't really know. Certainly, uh, certainly Dan was going with ta. On uh, on Thursday night at Bray Raceway, Ballarat, you have a driver of the week. Do I? 
You can go with Jack McKinnon if you like. Well, I think he deserves it, given uh, given the way he won the New South Wales Trotters Derby. I'm happy to uh, give give it to Jack McKinnon. Jack McKinnon, but Cameron Frannings had a good week again. A few winners at Shepherd and a couple at Melton. Just needed that little break to sit back and listen to some Ziggy Alberts at home and just uh, and just relax. Laps uh, around the sun. Just, 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 I think that's that's what Kima needed. Kima just needed that little break that she got, and she uh, obviously. Afford it for a long period of time, but that little sabbatical, <laughs> I reckon, is going to do her the world of good. Look forward to catching up with her at Tabcor Park, Melton, a little later on tonight. But for now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, you're going to have to hand the reins back over to me. I'll go through the Metropolitan Four. The Weekend Review, The Weekend Preview. RSN 927 is Talking Trots. Welcome back to Talking Trots on this Saturday morning. It is, of course... Queen of the Pacific morning, election morning. Don't forget to vote today, but we've got to get through this form for Tabcor Park Melton tonight. Big Group 1 meeting, uh, multiple Group 1 meeting. And, Bon, who are you voting for in the first? Who am I voting for? I'm going 11, 10, 5 and 4, and uh, yeah, this is more your sort of gear than mine, but I, I don't want to get heavily involved in the first race in the program. It's going to be a good competitive race pre-5 o'clock for those thoroughbred punters that are... Um, looking to um, looking to get out, but I, uh, I look. I'm going to go Van Dander on top purely because I think his form just reads better than anything else. He's known as a front of the field horse. That's a massive concern. Short course trip, wide second line draw. That's a concern as well. But I just think if you're getting an okay price, he might be the way to go. But it really will be price dependent. I've seen some early markets and Kerford Road is at a reasonable price. He's got a good turn of foot. Kerford Road. We saw him flash past um, Jean Luc four starts back, and he's run you know pretty good races at two of his following three. So he can win the race. They just need to run along early. Jean-Luc's in for third. He's becoming a bit of a problem child, Jean-Luc. He just hangs in at the end of his races under pressure. And until that can be rectified, he's going to leave himself vulnerable in races, even when he does lead. And there's no guarantee he will here. In fact, I haven't got him leading in my speed map. And in for fourth, your old mate, uh, Illawong Maestro, who's racing particularly well. And again, if Illawong Maestro is the longest price of those top four runners, then I think he's probably the best betting proposition in the race. It really will be price dependent. Tough, tough way to start, 11 10 5, 4. I think they're going to put this race on for Zaberi from the pole. I think they'll... He'll be right behind the leader. They'll put some pressure on and uh, he'll go very close. Race two is the Cog Services pace for the second division of the Metropolitan Maidens over the sprint trip. What have you got? Best value of the night. We're getting uh, well double figures or thereabouts for Bopper Jet. Number 11, I've got it over three, seven and eight. I can be honest and say, I reckon from any sort of half-decent draw, and he would have drawn okay no, he probably would have drawn poorly still, but even if he was in the top tier MO, which was race one, I would have tipped Bopper Jet on top. Uh, I I really like this horse. He's got a, a, a dynamic turn of speed. You go back to his run two starts back, he wasn't entitled to win. They went 30 and change, 30 and change, first two quarters of a short course race here at Melton, and he just went past them so easily from last. So, um, you know, you need some sort of price because of the wide second line drawer of the short course trip. But I do think they'll fly early here. Our Sir Oliver's got good gate speed, and I reckon we'll want to use it here. Has been trolling well. Alp Duez with the puppet on board. I reckon they'll be aggressive and try and maybe even take our Sir Oliver on. Madiba probably wants to use the front line drawer and get aggressive. Our dance time doesn't want to be drifting back at the start. You wouldn't have thought so. I want to see a sub-28 second 
first quarter and I reckon Bopper Jet wins the race but I've mentioned our Sir Oliver if it leads and I've read the race wrong and he gets a breather in front well he'll be tough to run down our dance time's racing particularly well and just needs a little bit of fortune from an awkward alley and Rusty Crackers was a real eye catcher in the Country Club's championship final he's a horse who's obviously had issues and you know might have been a really good horse under other circumstances he'll need fortune here but I did love that last start performance 11 best value of the night over 3, 7 and 8 uh, very good. He would have drawn Barry 10, I reckon, pending which horse. Yeah, well, that wouldn't have helped, but I still would have tipped him on top. Came out. Race three on the card is the Sweetheart Trot final for the TO to T3. Uh, always a race that I think these these um, progressive trotting mares target, and that's the case here with uh, I Am Pegasus, who's going through its grades pretty quickly. She looks like a, a pretty nice trotter in the making. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I know she's going to be really short here. I, I Look, I marked I Am Pegasus' favourite, but I've tipped her second. Aleppo Jewel, as you well know, is a... Uh, a horse I've always had a stack of time for. I actually thought she had the potential to be uh, as good as any three-year-old filly in her generation last season. I spoke to Kira Manning on track a couple of weeks back, and she sort of said, yeah, I'm, maybe I've overrated her a little bit and that she's just a nice a nice mare. I don't think she does anything flash at home, but her last couple of starts have been a really big step in the right direction. All the bats in the belfry that were once there seem to have flown away, and the last start performance was particularly good. And I think the fact that she was only nabbed by Auntie Poppy prior to that, who I think is flying at the moment, really good indication for where she's at. The draw's the only problem. Where does she get to? I don't know. Drifts back early a little bit, but I think she's the best horse in the race. Iron Pegasus was flying. If it could repli- if it'll lead, and if it could replicate any of its runs from two, three, or four starts to go, I reckon it wins. But the last start performance indicated to me maybe we're just hitting the wall. This preparation raced roughly under pressure. They came after her late. She galloped after the line. I reckon even Iron Pegasus. So just a few little concerns there for those wanting to take the shorts. Parisian and Moore's the other major winning chance. And then you're out to horses like Angel's Breath, who always runs good races. And there's a storm coming. That's about where the race ends for mine. Going for a touch of value seven, four, ten, and six. Speaking of progressive fillies, race four, the homegrown classic for the two-year-old trotting fillies, Aldebaran Park, Vic Bread Platinum. Homegrown classic. Uh, three of them turn up here. Roblin Dancer was so good on debut, backed it up at her second start. The best dream, I suspect Greg Sugar's had the choice between that pair and has gone with the best dream. And uh, and Jackson Me is the awkward one, at least by the draws, may have the most talent. They're, they're my top three. I, I actually think potentially the best dream might have the most talent. Uh, I've gone Roblin Dancer on top, has Gates be. We'll put. Uh, we'll You're a little put... nervous to hear that Greg's chosen the best dream? Um. Not really. Okay. No. Uh, cool. Whack. Well, uh, I, I think sometimes it, it's one of those situations where there might not, there could be precious little between the two and you just sort of lean one way or another. So, yep. um, and that's even 100% assuming that he had the call, which he, he, you're right, he probably did. But, um, and I've just said that I think the best dream is probably the best filly in the race. But Roblin Dance has got a slightly better draw. We know about her gate speed. We don't know about the best dream's gate speed. So, Roblin Dance will be. In the action, professional, good turn of speed late. I just think there's a few things in her favour. The best dream was supported at odds on debut and ran a massive race. Really went better than Jackson Me, I think, all things considered, given she had to do more work. Jackson Me's very awkwardly drawn, but as you mentioned, does have good ability. And I reckon our Ivy's going to lead here and might even keep the front and, and uh, will run a bit of a race for Frank Evans. Um, so... All of these sort of homegrown classic trotting finals are, are difficult races to assess, and there's every chance there'll be a blowout, but I think it'll be a race in three, primarily between four, six, and eight, four, six, eight, and three, my numbers. Very good. Race five on the card is the first leg of the quarter, the Schweppes Australasian Trotting Championship. 
one of the few standing start group ones left in Victoria over the 2760. Uh, look, if it was a mobile starter, it'd be a genuine uh, race in two. You probably would have thought McLovin and Savannah JJ, it's a stand. Can you make a case for a, a wider race than those two? If it was a mobile, I would have been tipping him more to Ferrer to win. Wow. Uh, over the long trip, I'm, I think she's a sprinter. Uh, I did go back and watch her uh, run in the Central Victorian Trotting Championship. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't under pressure over the long trip, and she was leading comfortably going did she to, going off the back, and she just galloped for no no reason. Tends she, to do that over the middle trip. Uh, I, I know you're purporting this theory, and look, you you very well might be right. I just I feel that she just quite often does gallops for no particular reason. I'm not sure she's under significant pressure. I'm not sure she's been under that much pressure in her career. She just seems to be a raw talent. I think she's exceptionally gifted. I've got her in for third eventually. Um, Savannah JJ is a quick beginner from the stand. I reckon he's at least going to get across McLovin at the start. And from there, the Herb might think, let's roll along. Never won over a long trip, I don't reckon, Savannah JJ. So that's the concern. So he might look for cover. Red Hot Tooth will be on her bike quickly because we know in these sort of races, she won this race two years ago and was third last year, so she loves these circumstances, gets the 10 metres here. Uh, she'll be whipping around trying to look for the top, but McLovin might, will be looking for a retake as well. I just think if Savannah JJ gets to the pegs and is leader or behind leader, prime, even better behind leader, he's the one to beat in the race. He's, he's just in the zone at the moment, Savannah JJ. McLovin goes in for second. He loves these circumstances. Long trip if he leads... He'll be very hard to beat. He's just been beaten by circumstance, really, these last couple. And more to Freire, I've thrown in for third. I think she's magnificently talented, this this Mayor France and Galeno. And in for fourth, I've got Red Hot Tooth, who has, as I mentioned, such a wonderful record in this race. Only other one I can really see winning is Kai Valley Blur. I'm not a 100% sure where Mouldy Law's at. I'll be interested to see what he does in this race. He'd be my next pick, but I couldn't see him winning 2 1 8 and 12 in the Group 1 trot. If you force me to throw one in at 40 to 1 for a place, it'd be cruising around. I think he's building nicely. Really? I know. I, I actually just think you're sticking with this no, no, a bit. No, no. I, I wouldn't be tipping him. No way in the world. Race six on the card. It's the tab multiplier pace. M1, 17.20. Uh, preferential draw on dollars last four. It's created a pretty even race. Oh, pretty even race. This is... is it, what do we do here? It's... Uh, you can nearly go... Fire and glow's flying. He's the... I reckon he's the informed horse. But all the good horses, all the major chances here are going to are going to be all goodly positioned, or they should be, because they don't yeah. have much gate speed. Like, Professor Tom's the best horse in the race, in my opinion. I've always had a bit, really big opinion of Professor Tom. Uh, but short course trip, if he gets back early, I, I'd be aggressive. I'd be far better for me to, to tell the puppet what to do, but I'd be whipping around and trying to uh, occupy a forward position and maybe even trying to drill them into submission, just acting as the best horse. Uh, be Good Juddy, I think, is beautifully suited to these conditions. Courageous Saint, I don't, we don't know how good Courageous Saint is. was freakish last week. It, they put it on for him a bit, but he just went... Oh, did they? A little bit, but he like the way he won was yeah. absolutely exceptional. And he's always been a horse that has looked like he's got some ability. He, he's fulfilling that potential at the moment. And I've got Fire and Glowing for fourth, just because you know he's going to run a slippery final half, regardless of where he settles. But you know what I've become increasingly concerned about? Up and Adam has the speed to lead. Yeah. I'm getting increasingly concerned Scoob. that, that uh, no, that that if Up and Adam's happy to hand over the front, the only other one that's going to have a genuine dip early is Vinny Chase. And this could yeah. be... He's he's been a mercurial horse, Vinny, but uh, he might get his he might get circumstances to suit here. So I originally had him left out of the uh, quaddie, but I might have to throw him in four, three, eleven, and five in what is a very confusing race. The race we've all been waiting for is the seventh on the card, the Ben Stud Queen of the Pacific Group One, over the staying trip for the mares and tell me tales you've uh, you've piled in here, and I think we all got a bit of the overs in the end. Absolute. <laughs> I don't think she's a certainty, to be honest. 
Jeez, uh, it's a big call. I'll tell you what. You know, you know what plays heavily in her favour. There's here's the front line. Miss Graceland's going to want to hold up at least early, maybe hold up entirely, and can probably if she really wants to. Delight me will be coming out. Reciprocity that we've already heard will be flying out, and I think everybody thinks she'll cross. I think she probably will, but sure. I, she'll have to work harder than I think anybody expects to, to do that. Uh, Soho Burning Love, you've been purporting a theory since Tuesday that she can find the front. I don't think that's the case, but she'll be rolling forward. My Harmony Blue will probably go back, but could have a dash at the start as well. So they're going to run early here. Tell Me Tales will be just biding her time. Here's how I reckon the race will play out. The puppet just launches mid-race and the front's his, and from there... You can go and get yourself a um, a schooner because they will not be running her down if she's in front. Yeah, I'll tell you what I think will happen. I think Berisari will go first. Just just the, the luck tester to see what's doing up front. And uh, I reckon, but I, well, I just think I'm not, I'm not sure the puppet would allow that. I think he would just be whipping okay. around. And, fight to, and I reckon Berisari will be in the breeze. And you know what? They've got such a class edge on these and such a form edge. I reckon they'll run one two regardless of their draws. Eleven a moral over thirteen Berisari, who's who will go very close. Six starts over a long trip for six silver medals. I reckon it'll be seven from seven after tonight. In for third is reciprocity. I think she's very good. Yeah, well, yes. But I think she'd be very. I think she'd be suited to actually not having a lash at the start in some ways because she, could, she clearly finishes her race off, races off devastatingly well when she does not much early. And our step up is the blowout. If our step up somehow the heavens open and they yeah. bolted all the way and which can't happen over staying trips. And, correct. Yeah. And, and tell me, Tales gets parked. Yep. Our step up is the one that might be able to to pull off the um, the ambush artist role, but I really don't think that will happen. I think TMT will be winning 11, 13, 5 and 8. Yeah, I'd, I'd have reciprocity in quaddies and I'd certainly be playing Soho Burning Love as well somewhere, so I think... She didn't, bit... It was a good run by reciprocity, but she didn't really make a metre up in the, in the final half. I just look at the Mildura Cup and, and say she can stay okay. I know they went slowly, but I think there's a bit did, in her favour. not much earlier there. Yeah, it did breeze though. Race 8 on the card is the last league of the oh, quaddie. I thought you meant the heat. Sorry, the final. Where she won. No. Garrard's at Melton Trot. Uh, it's the Metropolitan Maiden for the Trotters over the middle trip. Uh, again, pretty even. Yeah, another very tough race. I've ultimately gone with Derriere on top just because she's always been a very highly talented mare. The first up win was good. Admittedly, she had the right trip, but um, she's open to improvement. I've got her on top of Continental Lady, who I think will be a, a, pr- produce a much improved performance, potentially leading here. We'll get across the pole marker and have options after that. Claudius Prince, I reckon, is the best trotter in the race. But I just think his last couple have been a little bit down on how he was racing earlier in the preparation. And who knows what Arnie Poppy can do. I think she's immoral. Now she's being paired with, you know, Chris Elvins and and Jimmy Herbertsons and back with a puppet here. She might just go straight past. Agree. You you must like Aleppo Jewel based on that earlier in the program. Yeah, I thought Aleppo Jewel's really good a couple of starts. Yep. Race nine on the card. I think uh, we can really rip through these last couple. And that's the group one. There's a group one, so we'll probably talk about it a little bit more <laughs> for the two-year-old boys. This is the Aldebaran Park Vic Bread Platinum Homegrown Classic Sprint Trip, and I think there's a couple of really nice trotters here. Andover Suns really put the riding on the wall um, at all three starts, if we're being honest, even though he's beaten on debut. I'm Daddy Warbucks from the pole is a, a really nice horse, as is Sky Eagle. We don't and have... Jade Nian's got a bit of ability for a 20-to-1 shot. Yeah, just... Yep. Got to get things right. I, it, we probably don't need to talk about this too much because I think the, quali- the, the sole qualifier for this series, you know, it'll it'll be nearly a carbon copy. Andover Sun's got the gate speed, professionalism, high speed, wins the race. I'm Daddy Warbucks. If it settles behind the leader, he's entitled to run second. Uh, Sky Eagle's obviously got talent as well, but couldn't make much of an impression on Andover Sun in that race that I've just referenced. He looks a clear third pick, and is that a bid on professionalism, <coughs> you know, 
should be running fourth. It's not going to work out that easily because it's a juvenile trot, but I'd be very surprised if Andover Sun didn't win the race. And if I'm Daddy Warbucks is behind the leader, it should be running second, two, one, five, and six. Race ten's the Argent Classic for the three-year-old fillies. Can you build a case against two times better? A hundred percent, I can. She is a ridiculous price. I mean, this is the most ridiculous price of the night. Two times better is not the filly she was when as a two-year-old. She's just in the mix. I mean, Bet America nearly beat Kualoa in a uh, in a heat of the Victoria Oaks, and I know you were keen that night. Vina May's run in the final of the Victoria Oaks was absolutely exceptional, and two times better is not guaranteed to lead. So I, I'd be all three of them can win. Miss McGonagall goes in for five. I know you're a Miss McGonagall fan. Two, three, six, and one. <laughs> sure, I'll tell you what, Miss McGonagall will be winning. Okay. She'll be winning. I, I don't. I, I don't necessarily... Well, I, look... No, I reckon one of the top three that I've just referenced. But I'll tell you what, if you want to take one on all night, just about, I, I, I'd say two times better. She's a nice filly, but I think people living in the past a little bit, if they think she's head and shoulders above these, she's a dollar thirty-five or something. It's stupid. We're running incredibly late. Race 11, poster boys $1.04. That's too short. Yeah, but, but he'll be winning uh, uh, Miracle Mile Place, get a chariot to fire winner. Four over Magical five. Magical Man, 23. Uh, goes in for third for mine. First up from a break, has been trolling well. Hickstead for fourth. Audi has a chance of bombing them early and then handing up to Poster Boy, which would help his chances of running a place four, five, six, and two to finish us off. Any best bets you want to enlighten us I with? reckon Bopper Jet's a really good go. Tell me, Talos, if you really want to launch on one at the night. You're still getting a dollar ninety, I reckon, which is more than good enough as far as I'm concerned. But from a value perspective, as mentioned, I reckon have a good go at uh, Bopper Jet. And I reckon Savannah JJ will be winning this Australasian Trotting Championship. Miss McGonagall and Arnie Poppy chips in for me. The girls. Yep, let's do it.